Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Gundam Double O and decided it was time to da 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 duel I'm your host, Jeremy. Burn, baby, burn. Gunpla Inferno. I'm Tyler. My name is Zach. Yeah, that's next season, Tyler, which I don't think we're watching. <laughs> well, there was a Gunpla Inferno in this episode, and I'm going to call that close enough. I, I guess that kind of is. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. We're back. It was definitely Christmas and not COVID that stopped us from <laughs> releasing epi- any episodes. We were definitely having a good time. Don't worry about it. But now that we're disease-free, the disease of Christmas spirit... Yeah, now we have to watch uh, Reggie and Say's Christmas Vacation to the beach. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So we are watching episode seven of Gundam Build Fighters, World Level Ability. Who remembers what happened in Gundam Build Fighters? Uh, there's Say, he's our main character, Blowony Boy. Uh, uh, Reggie, Red Oni Boy. Yeah, who's Red a Power Ranger vampire. What are our other theories? Genie. Alien Genie? Um, he might also be a space colonist, is now my new theory. <laughs> or he's uh, made of Plavsky pot- particles, as Tyler has theorized. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's my standing theory, is he is a Plavsky boy. But <laughs> <laughs> We got China, we got Rinko, we got Rumble Rawl. Yeah, China, who is the class rep who Say is interested in, question mark, is definitely interested in Say. She's an art girl. There's Rambaral, you know, from Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> He's becoming an increasingly important character, I feel. And Say's mom and current captain of all the ships, Rinko. <laughs> <laughs> Rinko's great. There's Yugi. Yep, he, uh, does he appear in this episode? I think he does he in the after does, credits. No, he doesn't. Some some dude wearing sunglasses and a trench coat. <laughs> yes, does, though. Like, like I said, Yuki definitely doesn't show up the rest of the series. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> so he was their main rival who piloted a Zaku, but and now they, they solved their problem worse. with him. Yeah, he resigned from the tournament. They won the qualifying round of the tournament, by the way. So now they're in the real tournament. Uh, no, that ha- they win in this. Oh, yeah, you're right. About to see that. You're right. We, we said they should have won off screen. They didn't. You're correct. Spoilers. We just got introduced to another character, white Finnish girl. <laughs> she's. I don't believe she's actually Finnish. I know where you got that information from. It's the future. I don't believe it's accurate. I believe she just competes in Finland. It's the future. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's where it will be better tomorrow. I don't know. She looks pretty Finnish. She's got the hat, yeah. the, the clothes. like that, that looks like a Finn. Also, there's Mao. He's from elsewhere in Japan where they had a different qualifying tournament. They have a lot of Japanese participants in this tournament because he's from the fifth block, which means minimum five. Yeah, I was say, what block are Saiyan Reiji in? Do we know? I thought they were like seventh block or something. I was going to say, I feel like it's seventh or eighth. But I, mean, I, I could see Japan being a lot more... Into Gunpla. Into this, and other and overseas being like, yes, they have one representative because, as I think you phrased it in one of our other episodes, yeah, they can fill a stadium for like the world championship, but for more things than not, they're not filling like they're, they're not a big deal. I have a comparison. joke about that next week, but we'll get to that <laughs> next week. We have to deal with this week first. Is there any other characters? I think that's everybody. I think that's everyone important that shows up this week. Uh, I didn't re- uh, mention Riccardo Fellini, but I'll save that for next week. Yeah, but no, because next time we get Greco-Roman and Riccardo <laughs> Fellini. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we just want to talk about next episode. Next episode yeah. rules. <laughs> but first we have to get through the beach episode. So, we, again, we are watching episode seven of Gundam Build Fighters, World Level Ability. You can watch along on Crunchyroll, or if you have the terrible English dub, the DVDs but then you should definitely immediately go to Japanese, even if you don't turn on the subtitles. You should just go to <laughs> Japanese and have a better time. I actually don't own the DVDs for this. 
So we start with the Build Gundam Mark II. Hey, uh, maybe we should have mentioned they built a new Gundam last time. So they're not using the Build Strike this week. They're using the Build Gundam, which... Because Yuki did a Ralph and was like, I'm a wreck it. And then he did (laughs) to the Build Strike. I mean, this might just be me. I find this Build Gundam a lot more boring. Compared to the Build Strike, for sure. But I like how subdued it is. I like its color scheme. I mean, it's not going to be around long. Spoilers. So the Build Strike Mark II is going up against the Golden Double X Gundam. Who seems to yep. have three guys running it? Well, yes. it's the pilot, um, his morale support, and his buddy who likes cosplay. No, see, it's the pilot, the builder, and then the dude that's running the G-bit. I mean, I was going to say, we know they have a lot of models, so he probably needed two builders. That's my headcanon. I was going to say, because they're only allowed one pilot, right? Yeah. Anyway, this Double X has a G-bit system. Which is like a funnel system, except for for whole ass mobile suits instead of for funnels. Is this a double X thing? It's a Gundam X thing. I don't think it's specifically on the double X. I haven't watched Gundam X because I'm a human, and most of us haven't. <laughs> and this guy is apparently the uh, the magis the magician, the magician of, of armies. armies. That's a great Yu Gi Oh card. <laughs> <laughs> is he dressed up as a character? I, I assume. I don't think so. He does kind of have like a military look to him. He's definitely doing a cosplay thing, but there's no one I recognize. Those uh, sunglasses are Quattro Bagina as hell. Don't think he's turn A, because but I can't really remember the uniform off the top of my head from the like the uh, naval guys from turn A, which they don't show up very long because they don't even have a spaceship for a long ass time. Yeah, I was gonna say this guy does not matter at all though. So yeah, he's like, ha! I'm going to destroy you with my sheer firepower numbers. One machine can't resist an army, and they're like, uh, bro, you brought an army to a shonen fight. <laughs> I love how he shoot. Reiji shoots two of them, and with one shot, and the dude's like sunglasses fall. No, I love how he's like biting his lip while he's doing that too. It's yeah, he, so good. He learned that technique from his mentor Ricardo Fellini. That's his favorite <laughs> move. So of course, uh, Say and Reiji get to do the our new Gumpla isn't just for show line together. Even though Reiji has never seen Char's counterattack, <laughs> Say could not get him to watch that old ass movie. Even if he told him, no, no, you don't, you won't believe it. There's this part where this guy is driving a car. Hands it off to a 14-year-old so he can jump onto a horse to punch his rival off of it. (laughs) (laughs) I I almost watched Shars Counter-Attack the other night just thinking about that scene. That scene is actually pretty good. But then you have to remember, to get through the rest of that, you have to deal with whatever the hell her name is. I've blocked it out because she's fucking annoying. Quest Pariah, she rules. My favorite thing is uh, their elaborate booby trap fight say, in the asteroid. Amuro just keep trying to do his super move to booby trapping a bazooka and it just yep. keeps not working. Anyway, Say and Reggie are blowing up grunts like it's a Dynasty Warriors out here. They apparently took out 12 of the G-bits. That's 50% more than Amuro Ray took out that one time. <laughs> so the Magicians of Army's friend is like, use the satellite cannon! And he's like, well, obviously, unfortunately, his solar beam takes too tr- long to charge up, and Reggie gets in. I love how nonplussed he looks when Reggie's yep. about to blow him away. He's just like, well, shit. Well, presumably he lost to Yuki last year, so he's used to teenagers beating him in the finals. <laughs> I was well, going to say, that that's for next episode, but it turns out that's a trend. One. If he's using the same machine, although mm. from what we find out later, that's apparently common when people just use the same thing every year. Or a different version of it. Anyway, we cut back to a Finnish question mark girl. <laughs> and her dad, boss, scheming uh, patriarch is like, ah, yes, you're perceptive. 
It's a good thing I chose you. You are worthy to take under my wing. I mean, she's apparently the series white girl. She's all freaking white. (laughs) There's no color on her whatsoever. Well, they fix that later. Is that a trend? Is there usually a character all dressed in white? Not in Gundam. I know. (laughs) I can think of one other. Zach just said it like it should be a thing. Oh, uh, Sarah. I I was thinking of Sarah. Uh, Honestly, okay. when I said that, she is not the Sarah of this show. No, she's she's got more personality. No, that's Ragey. Ragey's got more. Well, actually, Sarah has. We we did ascertain Sarah has a lot of personality. She's just quiet and surrounded by planks. Yeah, she's an introvert and surrounded by planks, <laughs> <laughs> which you would think would mean she would make them all imagine. Oh, that's why she likes Riku so much. She made up a personality for him and like a whole character for him. That's she's way just more fanficking her real life. You know, I said planks, but the more I think about it, like. The two, the mom and dad of that unit are actually okay. Yeah, yeah. Koichi's just tired. He's uh, just, well, <laughs> he's just tired, and he's another introvert. Like yep. the, the the most interesting characters, maybe it's because we're introverts, are all the introverts on the squad. I was going to say, I think one of the problems with that is, oops, all introverts. But I guess all the kids are Genki. All the kids they do are a extroverts. But Riku has no personality beyond introvert or extrovert. Whatever the hell his friend's name is that drives the Jagan slash Jim has no actual personality. I think it might actually be Yuki. And Momoka drives a fucking Momoka. She <laughs> <laughs> just drives a giant mecha version <laughs> of herself. That would be I, great. No, I heard that was Sarah in the next season. Um, no, no, it's, it's Sarah God, 2.0. Damn, I apparently I'm more tired than I would have thought. She drives a fucking Kappa, which automatically disqualifies her from having a personality. Opening sequence ends, and they're in a car. They're in Rawls, like, Jeep. Well, yeah, he's in the military, so of course that's what he'd have. Say is holding his trophy and grinning like an idiot. And Reiji doesn't like it. <laughs> well, Reiji's just like, dude, I think Reiji's main reason why he doesn't see it is because Reiji is like, we haven't won the whole thing, so it doesn't count. I, I get that kind of an idea from Reiji. Yeah, like, this was not our ultimate goal. So. Yeah, it, there's still more people to beat. Until we've beaten all of them, we can't rest on anything, so what's the point in getting hyper about it? Yeah. I want to be the very best, and that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so the exposition fairy tells us that in addition to the trophy, they also were on a trip to a hot springs for five, so Rambaral is driving, Rinko is shipping, Say and Reiji, <laughs> of course, get to come because they want it, and China is also here because of the aforementioned shipping. <laughs> and uh, as far as we can tell, Say doesn't have any other friends. So I could definitely see him inviting her. Which is what I feel like it's mostly, I assume, because he has a part-time job. Anyway, Rinko is like, hey, China, you're basically all alone in the back seat with my son. Go hit on him. Except <laughs> for the fact that she's in between the two of them. I assume she doesn't mean right now. Later she will mean right now. But I think she's more like, yeah, it's a romantic trip to a spa in it's, an it's inn a hot spring at, at the beach. Who knows what could happen when I'm looking the other way. <laughs> totally Ra- looking the other way. As we see Rinko just constantly, like, she's looking the other way, but she's got With a, a mirror. mirror. <laughs> Rambo has to, like, take the mirror from her to be a good wingman. Rinko has the most amazing sparkly anime eyes. Yep. And, and she asks China if she needs to spell it out for her. To which Chena's like, no, please do not. I, I love how China tries to act dumb about it. And then Rinko is just... Should I spell it out for you? And she just gets so embarrassed. Yeah, well, that's because Reiji's like, oh, gossip? I want some of that. <laughs> but she just looks embarrassed, and then Reiji jumps in. Cut to the beach, where there be beaching people. Reiji jumps into the sea with his sunglasses on. They're actually part of his head. And he's like, why is the water all salty? And says, like, it's, it's the ocean. And Reiji's like, oh, huh, cool. 
I don't have oceans like this back home. He does kind of imply that when he says he uh, he hasn't swum in an ocean that is uh, salt water. He says he's never swam in water that's salt water, which is true for people in landlocked America who don't take vacations to the beach. He says he's swum in an ocean, just not one that is salt water. Yeah, see, so he's... Cause Do we ask, think Raging knows what an ocean is? And that—that that is really I the better he, question. I think he does know what an ocean is because when uh, when Say asks him, "Have you ever not? Have you not swum in the ocean before?" Ragey replies with, "Not a salty one like this." Yeah, so but, like he knows what it is. But Ragey is it's also not like kind when of he's an talking idiot. about storefront sales, and he didn't know what they were. <laughs> he clearly knew what he what Say was talking about. Maybe he thinks the ocean is a really big lake. So Say asks Mister Rawl. Mr. Rawl, is there an ocean that's not salty? And he has the most amazing response of maybe in the colonies, which is amazing for all the reasons we talk about. Is this just Ramba fucking (laughs) Rawl, or is he just too into his character? Has he become the mask? I choose to believe that this is actually Ramba Rawl from Gundam. Yeah, of course. When he died, he was transported here, and he was super confused, and now he's just like, all right, like, Guess I'm, I'm, I'm okay men- with this. Guess I'm mentoring kids how to fight with plastic miniatures now. And have you seen Say's mom? Romba Rawl has and does because she's in a swimsuit. Distracting from Sheena, which is good. <laughs> I like how Rawl just straight up goes, Rinko, you're beautiful. And she's like, oh, thanks. And <laughs> so he laughs and Say is just giving him like this glare of like, dude, do not hit on my mom. We like, don't you- know exactly what's up with my dad, but I know he's not dead. Say she is still married, though. And Romba Rawl's like, yeah, I know. I will be good. I'm sorry. He does. I'm sorry. Haman vibe. Haman didn't get reincarnated into this timeline. It's not my fault. <laughs> also, we were canonically swingers, so she'd have been fine with it. But Rinko immediately tries to deflect onto uh, China from for a uh, say. She's like, yeah, because she... she's continuously trying to play Wean Man, and says like, oh no. The cute girl I kind of have a crush on. Um, he does it, not know what to say. It looks good. It needs some more shading, though. <laughs> Maybe some battle damage. Yeah, Rika's <laughs> like, isn't her swimsuit cute? And says like, um, yeah, good detail. I like <laughs> the cat you painted on it. I, I like how like Rinko's just like, damn, this child. What am I gonna do? She's not a gunpla, dude. Like, come on, man. You can think of something better. So Rinko tries to get Reggie to help her out by being like, what do you think of Chena's swimsuit? And he just stares at boobs and then at Cheetah and then at boobs and then at Chena. He- <laughs> I love how, as he does this, Rumberall and Say get progressively more and more like terrified and horrified at what he's doing. And, but Reggie gets like more and more intense, like, hmm, yes, but if I consider this factor, but from this angle. <laughs> and then he gives a thumbs up. He's like, don't worry about it, Chena. <laughs> and uh, Rawl and say like go to try and save him <laughs> as China absolutely whacks him. Cut to a much chided Ragey with a big glowing handprint. Be like, why did I get hit? And say is like, because you're in Japan where we don't talk about things. <laughs> we just played beach volleyball with some glory shots. Why are well, these in this show? I'm so I can answer that question for you. They sell a Rinko model kit that is also an archangel. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Why not? Anyway, Romba Rawl makes one of those mermaids, sa- or one of those sand mermaids around himself, but it's a goof. It's the best part of this beach episode. <laughs> and Say and Reggie have a talk about, oh man, we actually won. And Reggie's like, hey, Say, you've got to grow some confidence because we're going to the world tournament and we're going to have to fight people from America. 
and Russia and, and India <laughs> and, and probably Japan. <laughs> Not Korea though. We don't like them. <laughs> no, nah, it's just they can't get past the the windstorms. Anyway, they see a seagull and then they have to go to the west. Anyway, Man, cut that, to marinette name. Apparently, that seagull controlled the time because it jumped from like noon to sundown. Or you know, it's just clever editing and classical storytelling technique. Nope. Time goals. <laughs> time co- time controlling seagull. So they get to the inn and say's like, huh, that's weird. It's supposed to be high quality, but it looks run down. But Rinko's like, an inn's quality is about its service, not its looks. Like she's an expert at staying at inns, which I in my head canon, absolutely she is. <laughs> that was her career before she got married, was in She was like a, like a travel writer. Yeah. Anyway, they get in and a wild Yasuko Mao appears because the DM rolled him on the random encounter table. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the only NPC that they that, that would have shown up here. Ricardo Fellini could have been staying here the whole time, hitting on the girls at the beach that with his gumpla. That, that would have been great, but we find out next episode he's in the States. True. Although, given the fact that he seems to be able to teleport, I don't think that's a problem. Him and Raul both seem to have teleportation powers, except when they don't. <laughs> yeah, Raul did drive here. Well, he can't he, take other people along as teleportations. He can't sailor planet teleport just by holding hands in a ring? No. Okay. That's why he owns a car. But also, we know he can only teleport to sites of gunpla battle or imminent gunpla battle. <laughs> he has a very specific teleportation power. But he How does- do you think he got between Mao and uh, Say in, the previous, in one of the previous episodes? I was going to say, but next episode, we will learn that he does ha- suffer from teleportation failure chance, like a D&D character. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Uh, anyway, Reiji's like, hey, who's this? And says like, oh, he was in the episode you weren't. Oh, hey, you're here because you also won the prize. And Mao's like, that's right. But there were too many characters in this show for us all to be here. So it's just you and me today. <laughs> Depend- I wonder how many of them they actually... I presume all the Japanese ones. But like, probably they're not putting Ricardo Fellini in this inn. Well, that's why I was just kind of having a thought. Like, I wonder how many of the actual blocks Japan is supposed to have for people for the world tournament. Anyway, Mao is in an in outfit. And when asked why, it's because he has a crush on in girl <laughs> who appears. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for not noticing. I'm such a terrible in girl. And Rinko's like, it's fine. We deal with this kind of stuff the all qu- the time. I run a store. The quality of an in is not about its service. It's about... <laughs> So Mao is like, I, Misaki, you have a name and I want to help you because I have a crush on you. And then he starts wiggling. I'm surprised that Rinko doesn't immediately go into, well, I guess Rinko's main, like, I want to ship is mainly I want to ship Saiyan China. It's not I want to ship everything. Also, Ingirl is clearly like four or five years older than him. I so. think she's just taller. I think Mao is just supposed to be short. No, I R- think I think Ingirl is older than he is by... Like at least a couple a few, years. A few years, because she always seems like she's like more of indulging a child than anything else. Yeah, that that was the vibe I got off of it. Rinko does say it's nice though, <laughs> so she has tacit approval of this shipping. But Reggie is like, say, can a guy who wants to have a girlfriend actually be in a Gundam tournament? Everything I've seen says no. Ricardo <laughs> Fellini pretends he wants to, but he's he would not hit on a girl with a victory Gundam if that's what he wanted. <laughs> And Mao's like, you know, this inn has a battle system because it's high quality. You want to find out? And Reggie's like, ah, yes, let's do the Shonen Lightning Eyes of rivalry. But then Say jumps in being like, nope, that's not why we're here. (laughs) Let's go see the room. So they have a beautiful view of a sunset. It's actually a very nice view, but the inn courtyard is full of graffiti and broken decorations. And Rinka's like, ah, don't pay attention to that. Look at the sunset. 
Also, Tina, I think you should take a page out of Mao's book and be all over that, say. And she's got her, her starry eyes again and is like, yes, go get my son and go on a walk. Meanwhile, say is like, we got to our vacation spot. Time to start working. <laughs> to the extent that Raul and Reggie are commenting on, wow, he sure is a nerd. Reggie's like, but I like that more than a smiling boy. Serious nerd better than smiling boy. And we have two months till the world tournament for some shenanigans if we want. So boy, are we going to shenanigan. Well, they're like, we sense China coming. So Raul is like, <laughs> ah, youth, I'm going to take a bath. And Reggie is like, I do not want to be nearby when Say is awkward with China. So I'm going on a walk. <laughs> So Gina comes in, and they're like, oh, um, we're bad at talking. But Say's like, no, come in. I would like a cute girl nearby while I work on my Gumpla. So they nerd out over some modeling. And Gina's like, I'm working on a new Gumpla myself right now. Is it a bear guy? <laughs> it may be. I have a sneaking suspicion it's a bear guy. Reggie attempts to buy candy, but there is no one to sell him candy. Because the in-girl is going to wash graffiti. But Mao has already beat her to it, because he's very industrious in his... Yeah, so he also fixed some stairs, or uh, the deck. It looked like the deck. We do Which know he's- is my question of, where did he get the supplies to, like, where'd the planks come from? Did they, were they just, like, stacked up nearby? No, we established he has that building feat. He doesn't need materials. I thought that was he could build anywhere. He, he could build guns. There are three anywhere. bullet points to the feat, Zach. Ah. He's a creation bard. Anyway, Misaki's like, hey, you should be resting here. And Mao's like, I would rather be doing a work. Man, that would be so awkward if you were, like, running a place like this and you end up with someone who is like, I just want to, like, I don't relax and there's stuff that needs to be fixed, so that's how I relax. So I'm going to go fix your, <laughs> your uh, courtyard. You know, I feel like that would work better at an inn like this where you only have, like, two groups of guests at a time. Oh, no. I feel like a really rural inn that that would be fine. No, I mean, I mean like, a person who... Like an actual guest, not a person who works there, but like yeah, a guest. Yeah, no, that's exactly what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Is that, like, I think that would be fine in a place like this. Anyway, end girl's mom comes into the van, and she is in-woman. And she's like, Misaki, get all the guests and run. The random encounter is coming. <laughs> we rolled real bad. They rolled that bad. Well, that's it's just the Gunplacusa. <laughs> so anyway, Reggie walks out of the front to be like, hey, what's going on? As a car slams into the inn it's a good thing reggie has reflex save as one of his saves and dexterity as his best stat so and he jumps out of the way this uh rocks the entire building because it's a small building it would and in girl and women are like hey why did you drive through our front door it's not a garage <laughs> and uh, all three guys that were apparently on board this thing get out perfectly okay despite just being in a pretty nasty crash in a vehicle that doesn't have crumple zones that was not a crash zach that was a ram <laughs> Um, yeah, but you rams, you still take re recoil damage. Not if you have the feet. It's known as the Picard maneuver. <laughs> no, that's just the after image technique. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyway, we don't get an eye catch. It's me, Big T, the enforcer for the Gunpla Mafia. You know me. Anyway, I'm here to make you an offer you can't refuse, and that offer is listening to the rest of this episode after I finish talking what I'm going to talk about. Or else... Anyway, hey, everyone, thanks for listening, and, uh, yeah, it's a new year, and I'm having fun with Build Fighters, I don't know about the rest of y'all, it's, it's a fun show, it's very dumb, and somehow has surprisingly good writing. Also, if you didn't catch it, we did our year in review, where the three of us, and also Kevin, 
sit around and talk about our favorite and least favorite and most disappointing and most interesting just stuff that happened all year. I had a lot of fun recording that one. Um, it is also our traditional gift-giving episode, so if you want to find out what we all got each other, that happened on that episode, too, if you didn't listen to it. Anywho, I don't know that I have a whole lot to plug for the new year yet. December's Patreon bonus episode, if this sounds like a thing that is interesting to you, was us playing a Gundam Jeopardy that Jeremy put together, which I thought was pretty fun. Um, and this month's bonus episode is gonna be a really dumb thing that I put together. That is also kind of a quiz thing, but a different type of kind of quiz thing. Anywho, I think, I think I've rambled enough. Um, it seems like it's been a million years and it's only been like five minutes. Yeah, but hey, thanks everyone for sticking around and I hope 2023 is a cool year for all you cool cats. Meow. I think one of the funniest parts that comes out of like Battletech rules is there is the rules for unintentional charges. Because there Isn't are that a trip? <laughs> Skidding. If you fail a piloting check when moving fast on tarmac, you can skid, so you fall over, and if there's something in the way, you'll actually skid into it, so unintentional charge. So everybody rushes into the uh, the front where there is a... A crash truck. It's like a light-duty Isuzu hey, did you no-nose play, truck. Did you play Pokemon Red and Blue and go to that island that there's not a Mew on? It's that truck. Having ridden in a truck like this, just much, much bigger, these suck. <laughs> So Reggie's like, hey, watch where you're going. You almost killed me. And Mafia guy's like, shut up, kid. I was almost expecting Reggie to punch this dude, but then I remember that this world operates under gunpla rules. He tries to be He fair. does, yeah. He tries to murder Hobo, this guy. He's just stopped. He's like, you can't keep the inn open in this condition. I'm like, what condition? The rest of the inn is fine. They're just missing the front door. So you better sell it to me or just give it to me. And okay. That is not a particularly heavy truck. Like, you got a bunch of people there. Put the thing in neutral. Most cars are easy to push. It's weird, but yeah, put it in neutral. You can just push it out. That's what wheels do. Okay, so my my problem with this entire thing is, like, clearly they've been messing with the property in order to try to get them to sell, right? And, like, it would be really hard to pin random acts of vandalism on the Gunplokusa. Uh, but they now have driven a truck into your inn. You have physical evidence. Call the police. But what if they actually cut their own brake line to cover the... <laughs> but, but yes, it does seem like the police are the solution to this problem. But they don't carry guns in Japan, so what are they going to do, Tyler? Also, Drive a truck into them. They don't carry gunplay in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Rinko's like, I know what's going on. They're land sharks. I think I, I told you was real, both of you. And you're like, that's not a thing anyone says about people who try to get property. A land shark? Yes, it's a real phrase. I have, I've just never heard it. I think I might have been familiar with it, but I, I don't like. I think this was might be might have been the first time I've ever seen somebody actually use it in fiction. But I also don't have the best memory for a lot of things. So, also, I don't know if it's a huge, if it's as big of a thing outside of like small countries that don't have a great deal of land to use. I mean, it's used a lot when you talk about robber barons in uh, the American 1800s. Um, it was a big deal in the 80s in Japan. I just assumed you meant literal land sharks. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you always think. I mean, bullets. But no, that's I would use the term bullet. I'm pretty sure, Tyler, also the technical phrase for that are street sharks. Jossum. So Mafia guy's like, yep, better sell us the rights. But, you know, I was like, no, I want to hand it down to my daughter like my mom did. And 
Misaki's like, yeah, go home. We don't want you here. And Rage is like, all right, you guys are the bad guys, so I'm going to kick your ass. Rage is like, all I heard from this was roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> and the mafia is like, I thought I told you to shut up, kid. Did you forget? And Reggie's like, as a matter of fact, I did. <laughs> Who listens to bad guys anyway? You can't beat me. I'll take you all on. And Say is like, Reggie, they are all twice your size. And he's at least twice your width, too. <laughs> I, I, I know you're a dex fighter, you but... But Reggie's like, say, I'm a murder hobo. I've got this. <laughs> and Rico's I, like, I think I might be legally responsible for you, so no. I mean, I could totally uh, see Say winning or Reggie winning this fight. These are a couple of no-name mooks and a dude in a suit. Hey, he did wrestle the gorilla dude, <laughs> so. But that damn numbers game. Anyway, Rombarol comes out in a bathrobe. Well, he was taking a bath. <laughs> yes, but it's just an amazing look for him. You know. It wouldn't be something that they were going, because they're not going for, like, a comedic scene, but I could also have totally seen, like, Rambaral wandering out here with, like, soap, with, like, suds in his hair. You think this is not supposed to be a comedic th- scene? I mean, it is supposed to be semi-serious. Uh, Rage is like, get out of here, old man Rawl. And then wide mafia guy's like, Lieutenant! Because- <laughs> Rambaral fucking Rawl, because everybody knows this dude? Rambaral's like, long time no see Tatsu. No! Blazing Tatsu! And Say is like, you know him, and Rambaral's like, duh. Yeah, he was in the Gumpla tournament a couple of years ago. I know everybody, say. Everyone who's looked at a Gumpla, I know them. I am Gumpla Santa Claus. <laughs> Mao also knows him, though. Once he hears his name, and says like, oh, he's a Gumpla user. And Rambaral's like, what happened? You used to be cool at Gumpla, and you had fans. So and- why? And Tatsuzai's like, I got a job, old man. <laughs> Lay off. <laughs> It's hard working out there. And uh, Gina and, well, Gina's kind of scared. Rinko doesn't look particularly perturbed. Like, she's more concerned about Gina than, oh, no, what's this guy going to do? So the mafia guy's like, ah, you give me this land or I'm going to keep coming and ruin it. And says like, no, let's settle it and smash. I mean, Gumpla battle. <laughs> because this, uh, this world operates on Pokemon rules. Yeah. And I was just told you have a Pokemon. He just got looked in the eyes by a little boy, and then it goes... <laughs> But uh, Mao is like, let's make this a double battle, because I'm here too, and I want to impress the girl. So they felt loose, and they're like, if we win, you have to leave it alone forever. And he's like, I accept. But if I win, I get the rights for free, something you, some children, can agree to. But uh, Misaki (laughs) backs them. Yeah. Her mom says, oh no, as if she is bound by this no matter what she does. (laughs) Like, she also accidentally looked into his eyes and is thus also affected by this compulsion. But Mao convinces, I already forgot her name, Mizaki. Mizaki. Um, by showing her his, like, pouch of- His toolkit. His tool badge. I'm going to be the very best, like no one ever was, and she believed him. And Misaki's like, I don't want to lose this place without doing anything. I'm like, call the cops? <laughs> there are no cops. There are only Gumpla. <laughs> no cops, there are only Zool. Uh, so what would all... they do? They'd probably just show up, shoot the innkeepers, and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a big, strong white man. I bet he's probably in the right here. Well, we already established they don't ter- carry guns in, in Japan, so that'd be difficult for oh, them. They did use their gunpla. <laughs> Plavsky particles dispersing. Oh, no, the cops are here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Zach has seen Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, 5Ds. I've seen the first half of it. You've seen the part where he tries to pull over he, the, the dual pullover system, where if you try, a cop tries to pull you over, they can initiate a duel with you. And if they win the duel, your car stops. <laughs> yes. But if you beat them in a duel, you can just keep going? Yes. <laughs> this doesn't seem particularly uh, well thought out in terms of the 
Well, you see, well, you see, Zach, there are five ancient Aztec dragons, <laughs> and each one, of, and each well, one of the people who it chooses in order to fight for the world gets which, a part of it. Which I think they want for clean power. I think that's the plot. I don't remember exactly. Neither do I. Anyway, the mafia guy's like, "All right, I'll take you all at once, kids, because you're doing me a favor and making this easy on me." And uh, say is like, "You realize I don't actually drive, right?" He's like, "Even easier." So we got to the aforementioned battle uh, field. We are at field five, city. Man, that dude almost doesn't fit in that little like piloting <laughs> cocoon thingy. He's a big dude. He's like linebacker big too, not like looking fat. Th- this dude goes to the gym. Yeah, he's yep. got he's got a little fat there, but it's mostly muscle. Anyway, Mal brought his Gundam X, but Say and Reggie are still stuck with the build Mark II because Say hasn't built a new strike yet. And they are immediately bombarded by siege lasers. <laughs> I saw that laser. I'm like, is it just the big Zam? Did he just bring a big Zam? Honestly, I was because it, ex- it like hits the back and explodes. I was wondering if it was like the Gundam Alex or something. Because I, I mistaken. It's not the Alex that actually has the nuke launcher. Is yeah. It? The, no, you're thinking of the Pisalis. In my head, for whatever reason, it, it's the Alex, and I don't. And I know that's not right, but. Yeah, but my knowledge of the Alex is it is a fancy mobile suit made for new types. Yes, specifically for Amuro Ray, but Zeon did a spying and destroyed it. Is that in one of the, like, Psy... 0080, War in the Pocket. Oh, that's War in the Pocket. Imagine Romeo and Juliet, but it's not as good, and there's a Zeon mobile suit. Okay. Anyway, no, it's an Asperilis from OHMS team. Been so long that I hadn't deck that I didn't actually remember where this thing came from. Yeah, it's the giant, it's the not big Zam they're building in OHMS team to... Menace the OHMS team. That was that guy's goal, right? Menace my uh, my sister's boyfriend and his friends. <laughs> we we uh, must pick on this one squad of Gundam pilots. Uh, uh, in contrast, OHMS team is, what if Romeo and Juliet was World War II and it ruled? Anyway, Say and Reggie are like, hey, we fought a bunch of mobile suits, so just because you're big doesn't mean, oh no, you have an I-field. Wasn't expecting that. Have we seen I-fields in the show yet? No. Okay. And says, like, it didn't have one in the official setting. That's some big Zam shit. So uh, Mao decides that he also needs to shoot it to determine if it actually is right, or Reiji's just an idiot, and determines, yes, it is indeed, have an eye field. But also Reiji is an idiot. Eye field, giant laser, what else do you need? Maneuverability would be nice. Well, it turns out his plan involves standing in one spot and lighting everything on fire. Does this ploy work in any other setting? I don't think this ever works in anything. I mean, I feel like it would work in the forest. Do you mean any other environment? Yeah, that's what I meant, in any other field. I think this thing is also kind of counting on the fact that it's almost that it has the eye field, so it's almost impossible to shoot. Yeah. So it's playing keep away. Defense maximum, firepower maximum, everything else minimum. Min-maxing is how you play video games. Rinko's like, why did the beams bounce off? And Rambaral's like, ah, oh, he especially uh, treated the surface of his gunplay to deflect Plavsky particles. He's very good at building gunplay, you see. <laughs> And Rinko's like, why are you so relaxed while you give exposition, Rambaral? This is serious business. This is probably the highest stakes fight in the, in the series so far. <laughs> I, I was mean, thinking it, it, that. It's got nothing on Yuki Say, uh, Reiji, don't get me wrong, but the highest actual stakes. And Rambaral's like, it's not like it's my in. <laughs> <laughs> so Tatsu deploys gas that I guess is caustic. Caustic is the word I wanted. To plastic and starts damaging them. And then it also has the giant laser... Cages. Jails from the uh, Asdam, from Mobile Suit Gundam. And uh, they're like, well, we got nothing. There's nothing I can do about it. But Mao manages to shoot the Asdam ladder around Say and Reiji to free them. Uh, as Rinko is like, can't they do something? And 
evil mafia guy's like, no, they will burn to death like everyone else. Ha ha. And then I would have the deed to the inn. And then I'm going to build a parking lot. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But <laughs> profit. He specifically did say, though, no one has survived this raging inferno. So I assume this is just his normal battles plan. Also, he didn't win the world tournament. So someone must or yeah. they just didn't get caught. Or that. Yeah, I, it does imply that if he lost before, it was because the person he was facing didn't actually get caught in it. So yeah, Mao frees himself and then frees Say and Reiji. By apparently bouncing the beams? He's like, hey, you don't, you're not the only one who knows Plavsky particle bullshit. I can also wave dash. So uh, <sighs> here, take the satellite cannon. And he's like, you fool, the satellite system only works when the moon is out. And Mao is like... I'm Kamina. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think I am? I've got shonen bullshit. Yeah, like I didn't build a giant weapon I could never use into my mobile suit. I, I won a tournament, remember? And also, I'm the heir to a gumpless school. And then the guy's like, oh no, that old guy, he probably beat me one time. That's the head cannon <laughs> I'm choosing to go with. They do the same victory sign thing. I mean, they're teacher and student, yeah. so checks out. So uh, Mal pokes a big ass hole with his satellite cannon. They have a nice beam clash. And it rubs off, oh no, it depletes the, uh... Like, energy in his yeah. wings. But Mao gets a hit through the eye field. His Gumpla falls down, but he has a Saiyan a Reggie to go take advantage of the giant hole he just made. They and easily dodge the incoming fire, get right up in it, and blow it apart. Classic maneuver. That wasn't so hard. And then the Asperus Osplode. Steamed Asperus. Everyone is happy except for the Gunpla Yakuza. Say he looks more relieved. It's because Say always looks relieved. And Inwoman is like, thank you all. And then Mao does his his grandfather's pose. And by grandfather, I mean old man in his life. <laughs> and uh, Gunpla Yakuza guy is just like, why didn't I win? And Rawl's like, hey, the kids are pretty cool these days. Have you seen these children? They are they were all sorts of techniques that didn't exist back in your day. They got all sorts of tech. They play Jigglypuff now. <laughs> Hungrybox, have you heard of them? <laughs> pretty good. Also, keep your promise to the landlady or I will go full rumble raw on your ass. Which I think means taking a machine gun and boarding you after you destroy my guff. And then taking a grenade and jumping into a Gundam's hand. Because it might work, I don't know. No, I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Rambaral is actually like the head of the, <laughs> you know, the government and the ya Gunpla Yakuza and the Federation for Gunpla Battle. Like, no, it just nobody realizes it. He's just kind of there. But then when it shit actually hits the fan, it's like, yes, Rambaral actually has all the authority to do anything he, he wants. He pulls out his wallet and he just has like 18 membership cards <laughs> of various organizations. Including some for like borders. And you're like, why do you still have that? <laughs> Block, he's got a Blockbuster membership card. <laughs> so Mao has to leave, and Misaki is like, hey, thank you for saving my family in. Please come again. Like, I feel like you paid off your stay just by working, so. <laughs> and Mao is like, I'll just win every year so I can come back and visit you. And she's like, okay, that's nice, kid. You're kind of weird. Reiji is like, man, I think I like shipping happy less than one a tournament happy. <laughs> <laughs> and Mao's like, by the way, Reggie, we still have to fight. And Say's so like, hey, so how did you fight fire your satellite cannon without the moon and all that? And Mao's like, you'll have I'm to- I'm not telling you. You'll have to figure that out when we fight for real eventually. We sure are building this up a lot. But this is leading up to something that I think we're going to get more of next episode. So. Oh, for sure. It's definitely a starting to establish a theme. That Say is actually behind everybody else? No, that like all these kids know how to wave dash and are like, let's not think about what Gundams can do. Let's think about what Gumpla and these weird particles can do. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's generation. still kind of the 
I mean, it's what Say kind of says about the same thing, is that he's behind everybody else because he's only thinking of what Gundams can do, not what can I do with these gun. what can I do with the parts I have. Yeah, so I'd like to imagine he just spends the next two weeks reading about the physics of Plavsky <laughs> particles. So. I mean, he's still ahead of old man Ricardo Fellini, who's like, you know what's pretty cool? A wing Gundam. I'm going to paint <laughs> like Italy. <laughs> Apparently, Italy is just behind because he's still an, he's still a uh, Italian winner. Or they just have their tournaments super early in the year since he was has all this free time to go everywhere else. Well, it still would compared to what we see later. Uh, well, I guess he didn't have a small child <laughs> to to worry about. Well, he's got Reggie in Japan. That's why he needed to go find one. He's like, "What am I lacking in that? Ah, a small child to push me." I shall, <laughs> may, uh, children are in Japan, right? They have lots of tournaments. Surely a child will win one of them. So says like, I'll start building our new Gunpla as soon as I get home. High five. And that's the end of the episode. But wait, there is in fact more. Technically. I don't know that it's very important more, but it is more. I think we've gotten past the one important more in the entire series. <laughs> Why do they keep doing this to us? So you'll watch the credits. Cut to PPSE, which as we established earlier in this episode, but I think we skipped over, is the sponsor for the tournament. And they have built a new Gunpla with all of their research team and resources. It's, I don't know what this is based on. It's a camphor. Oh, it is a camphor? It's pretty chunky camphor. They've okay. put a lot of chunk in it. That, that would also, that'd be one of the reasons why. It also doesn't seem to be carrying the camphor's shotgun. It, uh, w w not, not currently. It's not carrying any weapons at this point. Besides the, like, the shoulder cannons. And then this mysterious <laughs> dude in black with sunglasses. I couldn't imagine who this guy might be. He's got the most Yu-Gi-Oh ass hair, though. It's Ikui. Uh, no, sorry. It's Kawaguchi. They, <laughs> yeah, they have his Kawaguchi. name right there. Like Majin Kawaguchi, <laughs> who, who has already been mentioned. And that's the end of the episode. It's, it's pretty decent. Mao episodes are bad, and I don't think that's Mao's fault necessarily. But this has very similar energy to the last Mao episode if that happened. Yep. And like, there's a lot of shenanigans between the um, end of the qualifying tournament and the start of the tournament, which I think is fine and good for pacing. But this is probably the weakest of those episodes. That said, it was still like it was still kind of a fun episode. This I mean, it was kind of fun, but it didn't really move us anywhere. Nah, it's starting to establish the theme, like I said, of like people dealing with the particles, and this guy kind of jobs for Mao. It has that effect. Of Mao doesn't have to beat them because he can beat somebody else to establish he is decent. Uh, so it does build some tension, but it's not the best. What is the best, though, Tyler? What's your high point? What is my high point? Um, I think it's actually going to be the dumb joke where Reiji's accidentally comparing chest sizes and then gets his, the shit beat out of him for it. I thought that was really funny. I actually laughed out loud at that. I thought the thing that really made that was the fact that you can see Rombaral and say behind yeah, me progressively increasingly more getting, and more horrified. Yeah. Zach, can I just say Rinko for this episode is my high point? I think is... you have to mention the sparkle eye specifically. But... Okay, R Rinko and her sparkle eyes shipping of uh, China and Say. Yeah, ship Captain Rinko. Yes, because she is great this episode. Uh, for me, I think it's going to be Rombaral coming out in the mafia being like, Lieutenant, what are you doing here? <laughs> Low point, Tyler. Just uh, how cringy Mao is about this girl. <laughs> it's pretty max cringe. Zach, but uh... Rinko's into it. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think it's kind of just the fight. Normally, I'm all for uh, the fights, but like this one isn't really anything special. It's like, here, look, this big thing. Oh, no, we're losing. Oh, look, I have Deus Ex Machina in my way out of it. It's very Power Rangers. We need a giant monster at the end of this episode to sell the toys. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of large enemy fights end up being that way because like one of your things is kind of inherently just a static turret. 
um, and that makes it not wildly fun to animate. I'm going to say the fight at the beginning in contrast, because like we said last episode, that should have just been between the episodes. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a terrible fight. It goes pretty well. But I think we should have just cut to Alina uh, be like, and then be like, oh, you were right. Ayla, that's her name, not Alina. Yeah, that would have made a that, that would have helped it out a lot because I feel like it kind of the, the pacing has a weird stall there because like hey look the fight and it's like okay yeah that said there are some like there are some decent gags in it but I I agree it should have just happened off screen. Do you have an MVP, Tyler? I was trying to decide who my MVP is. I'm tempted to give it to Rawl. Um, that's where I'm leaning right now. Uh, it's it's between Raw and Rinko for me. I think I, I'm I think give... they were the so the only real yeah. competitors. Uh, I I'm gonna give it to Raw. I don't think I've given one to him yet. She's literally my high point, so I I feel bound by default to give it to Rinko. Oh, well, by that logic, I have to give it to Ron Baral. I'm sorry, Mister Raw, <laughs> Lieutenant Mister Raw, <laughs> Mister Lieutenant in air quotes Raw. <laughs> and I'm or, sorry, not air quotes, literal quotes. Or they may not be. We don't know. He might actually be a lieutenant somewhere. Probably not. <laughs> Was Ron Baral only a lieutenant? Yeah, in the actual series, I believe so. Like they they sent him like rather low ranked for uh, for that guy. He's got a three squad mobile suit team. He also does have a sh- a land ship. What do we think Andrew Walfelt's rank was? I bet the I, Gundam Wiki has I, that. Also, we don't. He might have been a lieutenant colonel, and also the Japanese rank system is different. So it's, I don't think it's that much different. No, uh, I think Ron. Uh, Walfelt makes the most sense to either be a general because he was a theater commander or at the very lowest, a colonel. It does seem like he should be Colonel Rombol, Colonel Rombarol. But then he would, then Makuve couldn't be like, no, do not send him any doms. Send them to my cool guys, the Black Tri-Stars. He can fight the white base with his hands. That'll go great for Zion. <laughs> Anything else we want to say about this episode? Um... Uh, I feel skippable. Yeah, I was actually going to say you could probably just skip this one and it'd be fine. But you'd miss Rinko's star eyes and her shipping Sheena and say as hard as she possibly can. Yeah, but yeah. we saw that in earlier episode two, so... And we'll see it in later episodes as well. Honestly, the next one felt kind of skippable too, if I'm honest. No, it introduces the most important character of the series. So uh, we will be back next time with episode eight, Encountering Fighters. Podcast ended...